The dark mysteries that wait just beyond our reasoning have been hinted at, and now our heroes must find what diabolical secrets are hidden in one man's past, and what dark stirrings they may lead to. Check out today's second episode in our series of Call of Cthulhu Live from Condocon 2023. Remember, if you come close, you can spend luck points equal to the difference between your roll and your skill to succeed oh, anyway. So oh, so I, um... Interesting. Because I don't want you to get frustrated with, like, but there's just no way to move forward with this thing. So okay. I pull a stick of old-timey deodorant out of my satchel and um, <laughs> some, some perfume... Just spray it on, freshen up real quick. I put some gum under my arms, chew it up with my armpits. Perhaps I was a little too forward. Insert 1920s <laughs> pickup line here. Would you maybe reconsider, Dame? Is that is that saffron? I don't know. I, I, I'm trying to think of like, hmm, I like that. It reminds it, me of French perfume. It is saffron collected from all corners of the earth from my magnificent... Adventuring and carousing. Adventuring and carousing? Please tell me more. Uh, perhaps I could tell you more over dinner. Ooh. Once we're finished with our studies of I... the Dervermis Mysterious. Uh, oh, well, I mean, I, I, I get off at six tonight, it being a Friday. Um, oh, well, you, you wanted to look at something in Well, I shouldn't do this. I really shouldn't. You shouldn't. I shouldn't. Um, but come with me. I'll, I'll see what I can find. So she will um, head up to the the library catalog for the special collection. She actually she looks up, she looks up the catalog and that there is a copy held by the university. It's locked away in the restricted collection. Um, it's on a special list of Henry Armitage, whose permission is normally required if you want to look at it. Um, but yeah, why not? Um, sure. Let's, let's do this thing. So, uh, she, she steals the key, right? Um, is Wentworth with you guys? Yeah. Alright. She kind of looks at Wentworth for a minute, and she goes, are you, are you with them, Professor? Yes. Alright, and she's like, she's like, okay, alright, fine. Because she's doing something that could get her fired at this no, point. No, 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 I, you do... What do you think is required? We will not judge. So she takes you upstairs to uh, Henry Armitage's office. She opens it up, um, and he has this beautiful, like, hardwood desk and all kinds of curios um, of like what looks like sea creatures uh, carved from like ivory, uh, South Pacific Islander art, um, and and plenty of like rare volumes. Um, she looks through it. She's she's going through it. She goes, "Oh, this is. I think this is the one." And she pulls out this very old, old volume. Um, looks like a medieval manuscript from like the the fifteenth century. Um, and then and like kind of peeks out the window or peeks out the door and then puts it out on his desk and sort of turns the pages very gently and they're very tattered and fragile. Um, and she's like, "I mean, Mr. Jones, if you want to look at it for a little bit, I'll I'll watch. I'll keep watch at the door." If, if someone's coming, I'll, I'll knock like this. All right. All right. So she has the door and waits. So uh, this is in Latin. 
That's a, That's you? Okay, all right. Um, so go for it. Go ahead and uh, make a make a roll for translating Latin. 48, which is not quite half, but yeah, definitely under. Okay, it's a very archaic form of Latin. Um, you do come across a description similar to, uh, like, basically describing the sarcophagus and uh, where he was talking about, like, the servants of the tongue of the Black Pharaoh. Um, you think the message, at least the way it was translated by this medieval French scholar, was closer to this? Okay. You also realize that's a, there's a lot of weird stuff in this book. Um, if you maybe had a couple of weeks to study it, um, that would help with the translation. Um, and you may be able to retranslate all of it. Um, and it, and it has some interesting tidbits, uh, especially about like, um, ancient Egyptian astrology. Okay. But that would require you to have your hands on it for a little while. Can I roll a spot hidden to see if there's anything interesting in the room we may not see? Sure, go for it. So, a very interesting uh, translation, but but I would need more time to completely translate this thing. Uh, You guys want me to read it to you? There are a lot of there are a lot of ritual descriptions of rituals in the book too. But again, it would take a few weeks to to translate them and figure them all out. Okay. We'll start with here. The seeker of wisdom, servant or son of Yudir or Yolag, Siteth, deliverer of the people slash slaves of the water. Bearer of the spirits of Narlahotep, child of Thoth, or Thoth, uh, seeker of wisdom. That's what I got right now, but this this volume would take weeks to translate fully. Hmm. And there's some very interesting rituals in there. For sure. Jesse's trying to piece this together, because based on this... The description in the the diary, the pages of the diary, where very clearly someone died and another person went insane, it says. Um, she's trying to piece together how how this fits into the idea of it being maybe some kind of metaphor or a repressed memory of some kind or another brought on by trauma. And uh, does it mention anything about this Ibn Ghazi? No, not, the, not as far as I know. Of this, or a jinn of some kind? No. Hmm. Does it say not, any, not yet, anyway. Does it say anything about, like, neck lesions? <laughs> no, nothing about lesions, black lesions on the skin. Okay. Um, if you want to do a, 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 a library use role, like to kind of go through his whole collection looking for, yeah. for just general clues, I could, we could do that too. Cool. Just let me know. Library use. Oh, I'm very good at this. No. I'm pretty good at that. I'll try. Not so hot. All right. Yeah, I got it. <clears throat> I need a 60. I got 55. Okay. So uh, you actually find what looks like a a journal, um, like a reference like volume, and it has a drawing of the box. It looks like somebody's like notes that they did recently, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it mentions that scholars believe that that box was in the possession of the little-known Nafru Ka, a would-be usurper of the Egyptian throne, 
who lived during the third dynasty of ancient Egypt. And the box was believed to have been given to Nefruka by the gods and was said to contain a jinn that could be called upon to enact some form of surface, service. Um, the book states that the golden box was owned by Parkinby Andersons, a British noble family. However, it was stolen in 1871 and has not been seen since. Ooh. And does this, uh, ask the, the historians, does Narlahotep mean anything to you? I know Thoth, that's a god. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't know Yogg-Sothoth or Sotheth or Narlahotep. Three. What was it? What was his name? History check on Narlathotep. Narlathotep. I rolled a three. Um, which is good. You you find a, a reference in another book about the civilization of Mu, right? That's because like basically when this guy started having visions, there was like a bunch of people that like claimed to have visions or dreams about this place. They spawned all these things, but this one actually has a reproduction of some sea-eroded carvings found in the Pacific Islands that the person thought was, like, movie in, in origin. It was from that place. And the, it looks actually very similar, similar to the carvings in the lid of the golden box. And what was your specific question, though, that you had about the early... Oh, <clears throat> just uh, does the historians know anything about <clears throat> Narlathotep or Yogg-Sothoth? Ah, uh, okay. Um... One 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 of the thing one of the things that the person claims the writing on this sea eroded like uh, monolith is, is it says um, this is a dedication in honor of of Yog Soteth. What was the word again? Let me say it again. Yog Soteth, the goat with a thousand young that lives beneath the waves and gives birth to all. Mm. Interesting. So this might, what you would gather from this is there might have been a common mythology that bound a civilization or people in Pacific Islands with, with ancient Egypt, okay. which is a fucking crazy stretch. It's a yeah, huge absolutely. amount of territory. But they had a common mythology. Hmm. Then again, these, these sources that you're looking at seem super sus. Like they're really suspicious. Like there are people that are talking about visions they're having and dreams, and that's what they use as evidence of their beliefs. Would there be any situation... <laughs> Rebecca's could, at the door. I think I we have to get going. charm Rebecca so hard she lets us just walk out with the book? Um, you... I don't know. Do you want to go check on her? She just knocked. Yeah, yeah we're... we're, we're, we're uh, our time's up. I rolled a one. What for? What is this? Is it gonna be a charm thing? Yeah. Um. Okay. So. You charm the head. What you see? Show. If you if you peek out, you're gonna charm her. Um, Listen. Why don't we have dinner? Hold on. She's not there though. <laughs> but I'm gonna say that you're your yelling at under a door. That is your effect on her. Like she's fallen hard. Yeah. And so you are actually in Doctor Armitage uh, Armitage's office. Um, when you peek out the door. You see that she is like like across the like down the hall, 
and she stopped a man um, who looks like a professor, and she's having an animated conversation with him. And if you look, uh, professor, that is Armitage. Okay. She's running interference she's running for a few seconds. All right, so we can't go that way, obviously. Yeah, there's another way. If you guys want to bolt the other way... Hey, we need to go that way right now. Get to the Let's go. You grab the book. So, are you okay with this? I was going to do it if he did. So, <laughs> the fact that he did it, I'm like... Put down on I'm your like, character somewhere that you have the Devermis Mysterious. Wow. All right. That's And this is something... That's a, that is a Mythos book. It has spells. Um, there are rules for that in the main rule book. It's not something you'd probably be able to use in this adventure, but if you wanted to try to learn some of the stuff in it, you could definitely do that. Is Devermis Mythos? Uh, Devermis Mysterious. Mysterious. Okay, is there like a back way we can get out of here? Absolutely. I'm just going to say you do it, because yeah. I, I, I think that you... Yeah, it's a library. You're fine. You get out of it. You get out of the back way. So you escape with the book. Well, I leave her a fake phone number. <sighs> 24. <All right>. <laughs> 555. Five, five. Well, why would you give her a fake phone number now? Seven. <laughs> later, you give her the fake phone number. Okay, all right. Yeah, no problem. Um, so you guys are out on the street. You guys are outside the library. You've, you've burned that contact with Rebecca, though you made a tremendous use of it. Um, where to now? Farmhouse. Yeah, I guess so. So there also seems to have been... There was a man who died at the farmhouse during whatever these events were um, all those years ago, back in, the, back in the 70s. She'll refer to it. Mm-hmm. Um, that man was... Robert? Who died? Yep, Robert Menken. So that Mr. Robert Menken. And then... Mr. Harold Copley, I believe, was the one. Yeah, if you if you if you look, like, there's a page beneath the uh, the clip from New Orleans mm-hmm. that has the names, the names and the right? the deaths. Yeah, the first one is, I believe, the guy that died at the time in the farmhouse. Mm-hmm. The first two or three, like they died in 1877. Yeah, um, and then there's another one that. I think went insane and he died later in asylum. I'm not sure if he was one of the early ones or a later one. Yeah, Crawford, maybe? Let me see. No, Harold. Yeah, Harold. Yeah, Harold seems to have been at some point like escorted away by sheriffs. Agent, mm-hmm. so maybe there's some kind of information about that. Um, Is there a jailhouse? Um, you could try to speak uh, to someone like at the courthouse and, and, and look for records there. Or could we pop back to that teaching hospital and see if there's maybe a psychological uh, record of Mr. Harold Copley. Okay. Let's see. Sure, so you will head back to the teaching hospital and you're looking for maybe records that maybe he was he was there, that he that he was Yeah. To see if any to see if any of these guys had not only just injuries but especially this person seems like they suffered some kind of trauma, and maybe they kind of describe him as going insane. Did he? Was he treated for anything related to this? Hmm. 
Um, I want to help you with that, but I also don't want to waste your time. Uh-huh. I don't think it's going to be at the hospital. I don't okay. think they're going to have information about that. I'm trying to find a way that I can shoehorn it in. Gotcha. But, uh, yeah. Okay. So maybe if we go back or if we call them, they're like, we don't have those kinds of records. Yeah. Okay. And they seem legit enough. Not yeah. even if I charm you? <laughs> um, I mean, you, 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 you get the guy's number that's there he's like here you go here's my number but um <laughs> call me baby yeah. i don't know anything about this crazy Condite guy but i'm crazy 12. for you yeah um yeah no i think i think that there's if you do like track that well i mean how else might you track down i'll throw this out there how else might you track down like um information about um like a a a, 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 a death I mean, speaking Ross's to, corner, speaking to the police, or police. you could also look up newspaper court. clippings, yeah, sure, possibly. Yeah. Okay, so um, where do you want to go to uh, find newspaper clippings? You can go to the local newspaper, the Arkham Times, or something, or you could make use of the library again. Though Rebecca might not be I'd too happy I'd to help you anymore. Burn myself out of yeah. the library. Let's head to the Arkham. To the newsroom. All right. You go there, um, you know, some some kid is there, and he's like, uh, yeah, what are, you, what are you looking for? What kind of information on whom? There were some... There was a death that occurred back in the 70s, 1877 in uh, March, and we, we wanted to know if there were any other stories re- related to it or connected to it that we hadn't heard of. It was the death of a Mr... I want to say Robert Mencken. Robert Mencken... Yeah, I mean, there might be. I mean, but I got—I'm kind of busy. I got a lot of going on. Well, I mean, what's in it for me? Uh, you could try to persuade him for some reason if you have an argument, yeah. or you could straight up try to bribe him, which would involve a credit rating rule. You want to just flash some money? I. Be here, Sonny. This quarter says different. Quarter. <laughs> Forty-two plus three luck points to flash the quarter. Sure. Okay. You. You. There's some some money. A, a token thing, and he's like, Yeah. Okay. I guess credit rating would be under. It's uh, it's near climb actually. Weird. It doesn't have a box next to it because I don't think you can oh, prove it. It's something that's like happens. All oh, these boxes are if, like okay. you use the ability, you can check it off, and then you roll to see if it improves. But its credit rating is tied to like mm-hmm. external forces. It's not something you can uh, you can just get better at by practicing. Um, all right, there are um, some articles. If you're looking around for like, let's say we're looking at the names of everyone on that list, not just the guy who went insane. Uh-huh. Um, and you could come across a a story that originated in a New Orleans um, newswire, but was picked up by the local paper and run. And it is actually about um, uh, Marion. I was going to say Allen died in. Yeah. In New Orleans. Let's take a look. Uh, August of 1877. Do you want me to read this out loud? Sure. sure. New Orleans Police Department. Statement of Corman Howard Patrol Officer. Entered Tuesday, August 14, 1877. I was on my assigned route through the docks and warehouse corridor nearing the Gulf and Panama docks at 5.47 a.m. when I saw a sign of a person lying among some shipping crates. I first thought it was a vagrant asleep. As I moved closer to rouse the subject, I then saw bloodstains. On closer inspection, 
the victim was dead. I was, he was lying on his back. I was lying on his back. He was lying on his back. He was lying on his back, arms splayed. His chest was opened up with the full contents visible. Ribs opened, the head was thrown back, mouth open. Since there was obviously nothing I could do to help the victim, I hurried to the nearest adjacent beat where I knew I would find Officer Wood. I told him what I found and instructed him to get assistance. I would go back and secure the crime scene. When I got back, some dock workers had gathered around and one was endeavoring to go through the victim's pockets. I stopped him and had the men move away from the body. I then inspected the man to make sure nothing was taken. At this time, it was light enough to see details more closely and I saw the mark on the victim's forehead. There was a symbol of unknown origin carved into his skin, as if with a sharp penknife or similar weapon. I found a tarpaulin nearby, which I carefully laid across the victim until detectives could arrive on the scene. All right. New Orleans Police Department. Statement of Warren Harold, detective. Entered Tuesday, August 14th, 1877. So, later. I was assigned to the case. I was assigned to the case and immediately went on to the scene to gather information. Officer Corman, oh, so this is just a different, this is the detective. I was assigned to the case and immediately went to the scene to gather information. Officer Corman was present. Keeping the dock workers back from the scene, he informed me that while he was getting assistance, one of the workers had started to rifle through the victim's pockets. He said that he searched the man, but it appeared that no items were stolen. I found the victim's wallet still in his jacket pocket, identifying him as Marion Marcus Allen of Arkham, Massachusetts. No money was found in the wallet or anywhere else about him. The victim's head had characters carved into it. Bone was visible. The mouth was open, and I could see no sign of his tongue, which looked to have been severed and removed. The man's rib cage had been torn open, and the organs had been cut out or mutilated in some manner, had been cut or mutilated in some manner. I requested that the medical examiner verify the placement and count of all internal organs. There were some footprints around the body, all on the side facing the opening in the pile of crates. There was some blood dried on the body and ground, but not enough to fit with the wounds. I surmise that the killing happened elsewhere and the body was placed at the docks afterwards. So poor Mr. Allen seems to have been eviscerated, had his tongue carved out, and that there was a symbol carved into his head, though we don't know what that symbol was. They don't have pictures, do they? <laughs> uh, yeah, we can ask the ask the guy at the thing. Like, are there any uh, are there imi- any images or other stories connected to this? Uh, no, no photos. Uh, s- sorry about that. Uh, I do. And he's like he's like kind of looking through the notes uh, that he has written up on this, and he goes, uh, "I mean, this guy has an uncle in Boston." I mean, he's got, like, next to Ken. I guess that's why, like, you know... They, they, they wired us this story. They wanted us to go talk to the uncle, but the uncle didn't know anything. You know, so it was kind of a dead end. So we ran it because he was a local and some people knew about him. Um, but that's it. No, no photos or anything. And like I said, we went to the uncle, from what I remember, and uh, we talked to him, and he didn't know anything. Hadn't talked to his nephew in a long time. Hmm. Not even for a nickel. <sighs> Price is going down. All right, he goes, he goes, I'll take the nickel, but I don't know anything. Shine your shoes? <laughs> um, Jesse thinks maybe we can contact New Orleans and ask, try to contact the New Orleans Police Department. 
there are officers, yeah, you could try to contact those officers and, and ask them about it. And see if there was any, like, even just get a description of the image. Um, oh, of the, of, the, of the mark and everything? Yeah, or just if there's any additional information. What would we roll to send a telegram? I'd just say you do it. I mean, you send a message. Yeah. You send a telegram, uh, ask for more information. It takes a while to come back. I'll yeah. say, like, you know, you guys go have lunch, whatever. Somebody sends it back, and, uh, you know, the the investigator says, he gives a description of it, looked like what the mark was like a... Uh, clearly, as you look at my face, I'm making this up at this point. Mm-hmm. It's not specified here. Um, it was like a, 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 a Y, mm-hmm. right? With, like, a, like a, what looked like a circle at the top. Okay. Mm-hmm. Really into shuffleboard. <laughs> hmm. Or his you know, name was Yog. Can I do an occult check on the Y with the circle? Sure. All right. Twenty-nine. Pass. <laughs> Why not? Why um, not? <laughs> that symbol. Uh, you've seen something similar associated with. Um, a, a, an organization called the Church of of Contemplation um, that actually was active in Boston um, a few years back, but there was some sort of raid on the church because of stories about kidnapping, and uh, the the people involved were either arrested or you know left town, and um, it never actually came out in the papers. So there's there's the notion that it was hushed up a little bit, but there was a local church. That used a similar a symbol similar to that. Hmm. Hush hush church in Boston sounds familiar. All right. Hmm. Okay. I know I. Gentlemen, I think uh, we've. I've wanted to avoid. I've wanted to avoid it and wanted to uh, endeavor under the premises that. It seems to me that. Something happened. With Professor Merriweather. That in his youth, he and Mr. Allen and Mr.s Mencken and Copley and Harris and Jones, all, not yourself, Professor Jones, um, but, but that something happened in their youth that they were ashamed of. And if, if Mr. Mr. Mencken died and if Mr. Copley was perhaps hospitalized, that maybe they were ashamed of their involvement in his death. I know that there's a lot of fanciful details in, in these accounts, but they connect to all of their studies. Mm-hmm. I've tried to avoid it and wanted to find other <coughs> things, but perhaps going out to this farmhouse is the last thing that we can do for Professor Merriweather. I think so. As long as there's no spike. Spiders. Okay, so you guys, uh, there is a bus that runs out of Arkham, um, out toward Ross's Corners. Um, It usually leaves in the morning, so you guys get a a good night's sleep. Do any? Neither of you have a car? Uh, It's 1923. I doubt we have cars. Yeah, probably not. Okay, I had horses. You could try to hitch a ride with somebody. You could talk to somebody like, "Hey, can you?" I know how to drive a car. I just don't have a car. Yeah, technically, I'd be okay at a car. Probably best not to trump that theory. 
I cannot no, drive nor pick locks. <laughs> Nothing mechanical at all. Nothing mechanical. It's my brain is my mechanical piece. So, um, probably the best option for you guys would be to take a, a bus ride out there. Um, from what you you can, I don't know. I guess from, well, you wouldn't know until you get into the town. Um, but most people will walk or take public transportation. Um, if you want to try to get someone to give you a, to, rock, to give you a drive out there to, you know, drive you out there, you can do that. However, you want to do it. Bus is fine. Yeah, bus. Bus, bus works. In the meantime, do you guys want to make any preparations? Do you want to take anything with you? Uh, pack anything? I'll take a freaking rifle. Okay. Hi, boys. Can I shoot for shit? Probably. Uh, uh, yeah, sort of. Okay. Okay. I'm going to do additional studying and research on gin. On gin? Yeah. Uh, roll a cult. Okay. Um, you know they're they're kind of like demons, but they're sort of Islam rather than. You know, Christian. It's something to do with fallen angels, and I don't know. That's about all you know about it. Um, Ibn Ghazi, the dust of Ibn Ghazi. Uh, um, Let's see, real, uh, if I can find anything. So, well, um, You'd have to go to the library back for that. If you want to go back, because I know you guys asked about it before, if you want to make a retroactive library use roll, I sure. can give you stuff, because I love saying yes. Okay. <laughs> I, I do. <laughs> I like giving information. That's something I need to be better about as well. Would, you, would you get you a zero one? Nice. You were just rolling like super right. low. It's awesome. Took a shit on that Normally one. that's a bad thing. All right. I'm so close. Wait, I can spend a luck to lower that, right? Yeah, you have to spend equal to the difference, though. Equal to the difference. Yeah. So, oh, that's that's super easy. I'm gonna need to spend three. Okay. All right. Um, can I write on this? Uh, yeah, sure. You come across it. Uh, a reference to the 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 dust of Benghazi, um, and it's it's it it you it, it's kind of to you. It's, it's it's tenuous. It's still a few details. It's uh this guy was some sort of um, let's say eleventh uh, century Islamic scholar um, that was a uh, student of the occult and the dust was something that he had manufactured um, by grinding um, something that fell from the stars and uh, you look further into this you kind of investigate a little bit more um, and you find other reference to Ibn Ghazi um, Ibn Ghazi <laughs> woo! Um, he there's a reference, there's this passage that says, he anointed his eyes with the dust from the stars and shapes that moved unseen among us became apparent to him and he spoke to things that were not there for others. Okay. Mm-hmm. So more connections to astrology and stars, mm-hmm. seeing uh, unknown shapes. If you share that stuff about jinn as like a more uh, Middle Eastern or Islamic <coughs> uh, traditional thing, that definitely fits with the 11th century scholar here. Huh. 
Sure, I, I can even connect it further if you want to find connections with Jin. Uh, it says that he um, he was able to see the beings of the smokeless fire, which is often a term used in connection with Jin. That they were beings of smokeless fire. That he could speak to them and see them where others, for others who were invisible. Now, in the diary pages that we have, the uh, they mentioned that in part of whatever ritual or activity that they were doing, that there was smoke that came out of these uh, pieces of amber. Amber that we have in the sarcophagus? That had been, that they had initially found in the sarcophagus, mm. supposedly, but which is not present any longer. And even then, they said it was not there the whole, it was not a full <coughs> set. Interesting. Hmm. I do like that some of this, like I've run this before, it's been a while, I'm looking at it again, but it kind of runs on autopilot a little bit sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Next step. Yeah. I enjoy, I enjoy the hell out of this kind of stuff. Um, but it is always like, but when you have just like, okay, hold on, here. <laughs> but like that always feels a little bit awkward where you get it and you're like, okay, here's like a short book. I don't mind it. I like it. Mm. Anything else before you guys uh, take the bus the following morning? Um, we contacted New Orleans. We tried to see if there was a record, medical record that we could find. We couldn't find that. We have this book. Do you need more time to do stuff with that book? Uh, yeah, but like we, Professor Avery. <laughs> oh, okay. I think when we're done, we should sell it back to him. Okay. <laughs> like, funny enough, we found this book. <laughs> Discovered it. What a coincidence. I just lost that book. <laughs> I hear it's quite priceless. Yeah. The, the, yeah, the real Indiana Jones. Hey, I stole this. I mean, found it. Dis- uh. All right. So, um, if, if that's it, if that's all your pressure, you basically look, I would say that the professor looks like he's going on a hunting trip, which is totally in line with what you guys are doing, right? Like, he's got a rifle, uh, he's probably got some, like, you know, cold weather gear a little bit. It's summer, but still, it can get windy, so you got, like, a nice coat and everything. Absolutely. Oh, I'll get, like, you know, one of those, uh, it's more of a lab coat-ish thing, like, you know, Dr. Horrible coat. <laughs> oh, nice, okay, yeah. all right. Like a, th- a thick kind of like like maybe leathery yeah. sort of thing that 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 buttons across. Yeah. The, the, okay. All right. Um, you always look like you're heading for an expedition somewhere. Um, you've probably got like nice clothes on. I imagine. Yeah. She's got some stylish clothes. I don't think she's bringing anything. You're not gonna pack like a little suitcase or anything. Yeah. She's got like the equivalent of like a. I'm gonna call it a day bag, but like one of those things of like. There's. Maybe two changes of clothes. Okay. That equivalent, and maybe like her regular shoes, and then. How would I home? Yeah, just regular, comfortable shoes. If allowed, how would I homebrew a bullwhip? How would you? How would you uh, get a bullwhip here? Um, well, he's Nevada Jones. I feel like he should have a whip. I, I think that you guys are going to the country. They're, I don't know, but there's a way to get a bullwhip. Or you just have one. You don't take a bullwhip. I mean, as far as damage goes... I'm going to see if the, the weapon section covers that in here. I'm using I'm not using the uh, the full rule book. I'm using the little starter book. So um, what I will say is that it'll just make it easier for you to do uh, stuff like fighting maneuvers like 
disarm, mm-hmm. right? Like you can whip something out of someone's hand, but the damage is really negligible. I mean, it's going to do like a a D4 plus D4. your damage bonus. Yeah, it's cool enough like a knife. Like, it, like says, oh. it says it does 1D3. Oh, there you go. And it's not really used to attack. Okay. It could. It, it probably you could do things like disarm, or you can tangle somebody up okay. and make it harder for them to do whatever they're doing. All right, you guys pile onto the bus. This is a bus route that passes um, through the village of Ross's Corners every day. It runs from Arkham to Worcester uh, and back. So you should be. It probably is in Arkham, like around eight or so, uh, eight eight thirty. And you'll arrive in Ross's Corner around Ross's Corners around 10 a.m. Um, and then usually it comes back on the return trip. It shows back up at 2 p.m. and you can run back and you would arrive back at Arkham around 4. That's its, you know, again, it, it doesn't work out exactly that way, but around that time. Okay. Um, so as you guys travel out of Arkham, um, you pass by these old historic buildings, tightly clustered together, and uh, and and urban homes, and bit by bit they disappear, and it gives. Uh, way to these rolling hills uh, filled with deep dark brush um, that seem to conceal um, the darkness of New England's past. Um, the the time when witches were burned and there were lights in like lights in the shadows of the trees where women danced. Uh, and other things appeared and cavorted with them. Um, all right, anyway, so you guys get away from Arkham. You approach Ross's Corners. Um, it consists of a few tired, old, sagging buildings and homes, mostly farmhouses. Um, you would estimate there's probably less than 50 people that now reside in Ross's Corners. A lot of them moved out, and you see a ton of, um, of like old, dilapidated barns that are falling apart and houses that are in decline. Um, you pass an old church, a and and then s- like stop at a combination of general store, post office, and gas station with a small milk depot right next to it. You say milk depot? Milk depot. Okay, that's what I thought said. And if you want to Google it, I have no idea what a milk depot would look like. They'd probably have it on the island of Moo. There you go, yes, Mil- Moo Milk Depot. No. Um, all right, so the bus stops, lets you off, and you are on this, this, this single road running through a town with maybe five buildings clustered together and a web of farms that go outward from there. And then dirt roads all over the place. Huh? I don't like webs. (laughs) Then we'll call it something, a network. Let me know what you guys want to do. There's a there's a few like locals that are sitting on the front porch of the general store, and when you guys get off, they look at each other, and they just look back at you, and they don't seem like they're just staring at you. They don't seem to be self conscious about it at all. They're just sizing you up and looking you up and down. Am I wrong in assuming there is a um, address on the deed to the farm we've inherited? Yeah, I'll see if I can find the exact address. It was... On Boone Road. Boone Road? Yeah, it just has Boone Road. And it's got a, I think it's got a name, like it's the... 
I don't know. It's the it's the it's this farm on Boone Road, the Boone Road Farm. Boone Road Farm. Yeah. So I ask one of the locals, uh, we're the new owners in town. We are here to till the land and help the community prosper with food and crops. Which way to mm -hmm. Boone Road? Boone Road. Nobody come around for Boone Road in a long time. What do you say? But I don't even know. Boone Road, is that up near uh, Wilkins Drive up there? No, that's uh, that's Somerset. And the other guy looks at you he's like, I don't know Boone Road, sir. You might talk to uh, Peters inside. She's Her family goes back a while here, and she gets all kinds of questions like that. Who, who, who you rush? Simple folk. Simple folk, man. Till the land. Very uneducated. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, join the club. We're all uh, we're all educated on me. You said Ma. Ma Peters. She runs. She he like, she knocks it. There's a, like a general store accommodation, post office accommodation, gas station right behind it. This guy he he goes. If you had a car, I pump your gas. And he points to like a, a gas pump there. And that's my job around here. And he goes. Uh, he he just I don't know what the hell you do every day. You just sit around and take up space. <laughs> Well, I saunter in very gallantly in a, of course, charming manner. Mm -hmm. As you do. Hello. Uh, you must be uh, Ma Peters's granddaughter. Say, have you seen, have you seen your grandmammy? Uh, we're looking for directions to Boone Road. She's like in her sixties. <laughs> 26. Pass. 26. You mean the charm? Yep. All right. Uh, he's like, uh, yeah, <laughs> no, I'm Ma Peters. What can I do you for? She's got like a newspaper open. Uh, looking for the old Boone Ranch over on Boone Road. Oh, that place. She makes like a, like a, like a sour face and she goes, yeah, why are you looking for that? Uh, I, we bought it. You bought it? I thought that feller up in Arkham owned that, that, uh, that Merriweather character. He sold it finally? He, he sold it. Uh, we got into a bidding war with Bertrand, and thankfully we were the rightful winners and have come to claim our land to till and grow crops like simple, uneducated folk. Jesse is like... Just looking around, trying not to, trying not to uh, be like, boy, oh boy. That is, that is a description. Yeah, I mean, congratulations. I mean, uh, Boone Road, it runs up north out of town, and you take a left about two miles. So, I mean, oh, you can't miss it. There's a big old tree that's been hit by lightning there right outside of it. I mean, if you want, you could talk to those fools out front, one of them's got like a pickup truck, it can take you out there. You might have to get him a beer or something though. Uh, thank you, Ma Peters, and um, here's a nickel for your troubles. What do you want, what do you want to buy for a nickel? Uh, a beer for the folks out front. Oh, okay. Just gives you a bottle of beer. Okay, you don't need to roll for it, so, oh, it's for the credit roll? Yeah. Here you go. 
All right, she slides it across to you. She wants a keg of beer. Be careful out there. Okay. By the way, I looked up Milk Depot. Okay. And it seems to have two very different meanings. Oh, I bet. <laughs> but what diabolical meaning could Milk Depot have? Find out next week on the third episode of Call of Cthulhu, live from CondoCon 2023. Thank you to Jared, Eddie, and Troy for playing this game. And we had some music for this episode, which we hadn't had for the previous one. It was Shadow Man by Lobo Loco. Check out our long episodes every Thursday and our short episodes, like this one, on Fridays. Be sure to check out our website, thisamericandice.net. We've also got a YouTube channel where old episodes go up. Usually old long games go up on Saturdays and long short games go up on Sundays. Sometimes that doesn't happen, but... You could you could find them. Uh, if you can't find them in our podcast feed uh, history, then they might be up there on YouTube. Also, if you leave us a five-star review, we'll read it on air, something I've been forgetting to say for a while, but David recently reminded me of. So, till next time, we'll find out what dark creatures slumber just beyond the realm of man's understanding, and also what a milk depot is. <laughs> <laughs>